0: Welcome to the Dublin Bible Talks, midweek Bible Talks for workers in Dublin. I'm Cameron Jones. This week we have the second of our Christmas Talks. In a time when the very best of human emotions are used to get us to buy whatever's being sold, is there anything trustworthy and deserving acceptance? And please consider joining us live on Wednesdays from your workplace, 1pm Dublin time on Zoom. It's a simple way of identifying as a Christian in your workplace. Simply use the link bit.ly slash Dublin Bible Talks That's bit.ly slash Dublin Bible Talks Today I'm going to take a few minutes of your time to think a little bit more carefully about the child who is sung about in many of those songs that come on at Christmas time, And we're going to be using one of the shortest statements in the whole Bible that captures what it's all about. It's written a long time ago, almost 2,000 years ago, by a man named Paul. He was writing to his friend, his colleague, a man named Timothy, encouraging Timothy to carry on with his work. And he writes in the light of what has happened to him and writes about something important. He writes what he calls a trustworthy saying. And that's what we're going to focus our attention on for a couple of minutes, on this saying. It's not a saying that's designed to deceive you or to lure you or to con you. He calls it a trustworthy saying. It's absolutely right, and it's absolutely good to test everything that we hear, especially in a world where you get so many competing messages. And if you go to the trouble to check out this saying, you'll find out that it's a saying worth hearing. Now, Now it surprises some people that I'm quite sceptical and cynical about anything I hear about Christmas time because at this time of year have you noticed the very best of human motivations the very best of human emotions are used they are played upon in order to get us to spend more money. But this saying that we're looking at today is not a saying that calls for cynicism. When you have a good close look at it it will be found to deserve full acceptance. It's a saying that has something to do with Christmas, although it was written before anyone had ever thought of Christmas. It was actually about 300 years after Jesus' death that his birth was first set for celebration in December. There isn't any evidence of it being celebrated at all before then. Christmas, as we celebrate it, is a fairly modern invention. Most of our Christmas traditions are from Victorian England and Charles Dickens. But friends, when this saying that we're going to look at today was written, no one had yet begun to celebrate Christmas. There were no Christmas trees. There were no Christmas cards. There were no Christmas gifts and no Christmas dinners. And I find that quite appealing, actually, except I think we should keep the dinners. Uh, But... As this saying went around, well, if we're going to have Christmas, and personally I'm not all that fussed about whether we have Christmas or not, but if we are going to have Christmas, here's a saying worth hearing. Here is a saying that is worth really considering, letting it ring in our ears over the next coming days. It's a saying worth telling the world. Here it is. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Now, I reckon that beats the spirit of Christmas at any shopping centre or supermarket. I reckon it runs rings around Santa Claus is coming to town. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And there's three things about that saying that put it way above anything else that we could hear at Christmas time. First, it's a, about a person of great importance. It's about an event of great significance, and it's about a purpose of immediate relevance. First, it's about a person of great importance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. There used to be a radio presenter in Australia known for his intelligent but very dry broadcasting style, and he was asked by one of his colleagues while on air, What are you hoping to get in your Chrissy stocking? After a pause, the presenter said, I would have thought it a touch over familiar to call Christ Chrissy. I reckon that's not a bad point. Jesus Christ is a person. And you might notice that this saying puts the name in a different order to what we're used to. Paul says Christ Jesus. And that's because the word Christ is not really a name. It's not that joseph christ and mary christ had a son and they called him jesus christ no it's the word christ is a title it means king christ jesus is king jesus not an imaginary figure not a legendary personality but a real person king jesus and as we think about this notice with me that there are two profoundly different attitudes to christmas I mean, Christmas pervades our society. Everyone is caught up in it. But there's only really two attitudes that matter, and they are very different. There are those who take this person seriously, and for them, the carols, the words read from the Bible, they are enormously important because we realize that this person is real. But on the other hand, there are others who enjoy Christmas, who enjoy the carols, and probably enjoy the hearing the old story over again, but it's sentimentality and no more. It's really just slush, and Christmas in our culture is nearly all slush, isn't it? All the television specials and Christmas events and celebrities singing carols and songs for all to hear with all of the glitz and the glam and people coming to church for Granny's sake and nodding and bowing or singing the songs and feeling all nice. Each Christmas I can't help thinking about the thousands who sing along and I really realise something quite sombre. One day they will answer to him for the rubbish they put all around the message. You know, a great thing could happen for people this Christmas and maybe even for someone listening today. This Christmas for, for you could be transformed from slush into a time when you encounter the real person, Christ Jesus. And there cannot be a better thing to happen at Christmas than that. Second, this saying tells us of an event of enormous importance. Christ Jesus came into the world. Just take a moment to reflect on the fact that the event we've heard about all our lives through the songs and through readings that we may have heard actually happened. The King, the creator of the universe, the one who is in charge of all creation, came into the world, this world. This world of humanity, this world of human life, full of fears and apprehensions, full of joys and tragedies and achievements and failures. No matter how you experience this world, it is this world into which he came. It's a tiny world, really. But the one who could not be contained by the whole universe came into this world, I mean, the thought of it is enough to blow your mind. But it's pointless to discuss how it could have happened. It happened. And those who saw, those who heard, those who knew, those who followed Jesus were convinced beyond doubt by him that that is in fact what happened. Now, do you begin to see how different life looks when you find yourself in a world that has actually been visited by its king? Christ Jesus came into this world. This could be a Christmas time for you where the light of this event will let you see life as it really is. For he came, it happened. Third, a purpose of immediate relevance. Christ Jesus came into the world To save sinners, sinners like me, sinners like you. And friends, nothing could be more relevant today than that. You see, we human beings are in big trouble. This person is real and he is the king. He is Christ Jesus and we disregard him. We sing and hear our Christmas songs, but by and large, the city or the town we live in, the region, the country, is teeming with people who will not take him seriously. The world is full of people living as if the event we're thinking about today didn't happen. But friends, it has happened. And if we continue to live as if it hasn't happened, well, that's what a sinner is. A sinner is not one of the top ten worst people in the country or in the world. The sinner is not the notorious evildoer. The sinner is the person who lives as if Jesus is not the king, a rebel against him, who will not have him rule over them. That's what a sinner is. And you know, sinners like you and sinners like me, what are you going to say when when you actually stand before him, as every one of us most certainly will? Well, I didn't know you were there. Well, you sang the carols every year, didn't you? Well, I didn't really realise it happened. Well, you heard the story every year, didn't you? I didn't have time to look into the matter. I was too busy. Really? You see, we're in big trouble. For all of us will face the King and face the King as rebels. But you heard what the saying told us, didn't you? Christ Jesus... did did not come into the world to condemn sinners. King Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And this Christmas time for you or for me, for all of us, can be a Christmas time in which you encounter this King Jesus. And if you encounter him, if you turn to him, you will actually find that he is your rescuer. He is the one who saves. And if you ask him to have mercy on you, he will have mercy on you. If you cry out to him to forgive you for your rebellion, you'll find that he'll do it. Because Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Now that is a trustworthy message and deserving of full acceptance. Thank you for listening to the recording of the Dublin Bible Talks. You can join us in real time on Wednesdays at 1pm Dublin time on Zoom. bit.ly slash Dublin Bible Talks. That's bit.ly slash Dublin Bible Talks.